Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, we had a listener email me. Thank you. And they wanted me to review Phantom Premonition. That's right, that new commander deck that came out with Kalheim. You know what? I'm going to do it. Let's get this episode started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode of MTG Ectoplasm. I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. D. Blanco, a medium that wears an extra large. You can reach me at Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I need to apologize. I know some of you are like, what? What did you do wrong, Dwight? I screwed up on uh, the last episode. What happens is I had that breaking news, the a Titan might be banned episode. And in my shout-out section, I forgot to shout-out the players in Pioneer. I screwed up. And I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to do something about it today. I'm going to set big those people up today. So if you're unaware and this is your first time here on the show listening, every time I do a show, I look to see how my spirit, Kendron, my my spirit group, my community are doing. And if you go 5-0, you're number one. You get a shot out here. I want to boost the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. You'll hear your name here if you do. So with that said, like I said, you'll be shout out pioneer players in the shout out section, and you have not been forgotten. I promise you. Now, I talked about in the teaser spot in the intro about an email. Okay, that's me opening my vault, and let me see. That's right, I have the email here in my hands. And it states, it says here, Dear Dwight, I enjoy your show. Well, thank you. I appreciate this. I'm glad someone is making content for spirits. Well, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm not the only one out there. There are other spirit content providers out there, but I'm glad you're listening here. I only have one complaint. Uh-oh. I want more than one episode a week. Okay? Let's, I I can't promise, but I'll try to work hard on that. All right? If I get if I can get make enough content, I'll I'll definitely try. I'll definitely do my best. But remember, I am making a, I should be coming out soon with MTGO content. So, who knows, you might see me more than just, or hear me more than once a week. Finally, could you review Phantom Premonition, the new Commander deck released during Kelheim? Thank you, Brennan of Orlando, Florida. You know, Brennan, thank you. 
uh, once again for sending me an email. Uh, and I appreciate you do doing that thing, how much you like the show. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach out to you later on because I do have your email address. And I'm going to send you your own copy of Phantom Premonition. Hopefully you didn't buy it yet because I want to make sure uh, you get a copy. And because you're the first person to shoot out to me uh, directly about my show or about the show looking to create content, you know what? Thank you very much. I'm, I appreciate it. I'm going to send you out uh, your own Phantom Premonition deck. Now, now that's been said. That's right. It's about the cards. So what am I going to say? Phantom Premonition. It's a commander deck that came out during the same time as Kaldheim. And it had a spirit general leader legendary creature. Name of Raynar the Ever Watchful. Now. Anybody who heard my content about Kalheim will know I wasn't really happy with what was given to us in Kalheim. But it is what it is. This is a different uh, thing we're working here because I'm looking at competitive play, not commander play. And what I'm going to tell you is that I opened the box. I saw what was in it. And I was like, okay. For $20, not bad. You, you have me interested. There, you know, there, there are some improvements that could be done in this deck just looking at it. But then I played it. And this is what I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. It works right out of the box. I'm actually very impressed. Bravo. Bravo, Wizards. Bravo for what you've done. I can't believe... That you actually put a product product out there that actually worked. I couldn't believe it. It works exceptionally well. Like I said, there are a couple things that I would that I that I ended up doing to the deck, but we're gonna discuss that in a few. But hands down, if you're looking to play commander and you don't have a commander deck. And it's a spirit commander. Okay, that that's that's great for us, right? You may want to pick up this deck. It's it's fun. It's actually very, very fun. Now, let's talk about Raynar the Ever Watchful. Raynar the Ever Watchful is too generic, a white and a blue, a legendary creature, spirit warrior, a two three. Flying and Vigilance. Okay. This this is... I would expect this from spirits. Especially a four mana spirit. The next line says... The first card you foretell each turn... Cause zero to foretell. Now... There was some confusion... With this line of text... When playing. And the confusion came in... Where... It states each turn costs zero to foretell. So what happens is that I don't believe Marvel or Marvel. I don't believe that Wizards 
actually put the phrasing on this correctly. Because unfortunately, I have a turn, your opponent has a turn. If it's a four-player commander, two other opponents have a turn. Then they also have phases. They didn't state here. Well, it states here, the first card you foretell each turn costs zero to foretell. They didn't say foretell on your turn. Unfortunately, that's where people were thinking that you could actually foretell on each opponent's turn. But the mechanic states that it can only be done at sorcery speed. So people thought Raynor was giving a special ability to the foretell mechanic so you could play it on each opponent's turn. It doesn't work that way. It only works at sorcery speed. There's a card that I'm going to share with you that I, I'm going to tell you. It's a moral imperative to have in your deck to put in there to make something like that happen. All right? Now, the next line of text, it says, whenever you exile one or more cards from your hand and or permanents from the battlefield, create a 1-1 spirit creature token with flying. Okay. Now, you got to think, what works with this? Well, obviously, the foretell mechanic, because what we're doing with foretelling, the card goes into your exile. Another mechanic that works well with this is blinking. And also, and also, suspend. Yeah. There's some pretty damn good, uh, you know, suspend cards out there that we could end up using. And by suspending it, oh, we got a little 1-1 spirit. It's not that bad. I'm not going to complain, especially with the blinking ability. I think it works in our benefit. No. That that's Raynar. And that's the slight of confusion that some players are out there are having with Raynar, the second line. But now that I explained it to you, hopefully, no more confusion. Now there's three ways that we can go around this deck and improve it. Now, like I said, you can play it right out of the box. It works well. You'll like it. But uh, I'm a type of individual that likes to, you know, play around, finagle, and uh, make it a little bit better. Now, you're going to go, Dwight, is it a CEDH-worthy deck? Uh, I don't think so. But it, it is definitely fun. It is definitely hands-down fun. So let's get to the three ways we can improve this deck. First thing is increasing the amount of foretell mechanic cards in the deck. Now you're going to go, Dwight, listen, I, I listened to your episode about uh, uh, Kalheim and how you felt about foretell mechanic, and you hands down said it was one of the worst mechanics in magic history. And you said that Morph was a much better and more intelligent design. I will, I'll tell you right now, I will still stand with that statement, but under competitive play. So now there, I'll put an asterisk. I was, uh, second time I'm wrong. I'll put an asterisk there. 
In competitive play, Fortel had no. It doesn't stand a chance. There's only one card that stands a chance. Uh, that's a mystic refle- mystical or mystic reflections. That's the only card I actually see that's viable at all in uh, competitive play. But in this deck, because of the second line of text, where it allows you to foretell for zero, and it allows you to make a spirit creature, you know what? You want more of it. Unfortunately, when it came to the set design, they very wizards didn't create a lot. So the ones that are in there, and the ones that have not that are are not in there, you need to add. I'd say four, maybe to them, but we'll get to that in a second. The second way to improve this deck is improving the spirit base because. Raynor himself is a spirit. Why would we not want to add spirits? And because he's creating 1-1 one, one spirits because you're going to be foretelling, you potentially will be blinking, uh, suspending. Let's do, let's, let's, let's do something here. Let's work with the tribe. You know the tribe, I know the tribe. We both know the tribe. Let's work with the tribe. Third thing we could use, or third thing we can do to improve this is like I said before, the blinking mechanic. There's certain creatures out there that we can take advantage of blinking in, blinking out. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, when it leaves the uh, battlefield, ETBs, LTBs. Uh, uh, this this card, Raynar, is uh, like a multifaceted creature. And in Commander... That's what you want. You want a, a spirit that does, or you want a command that does a little bit more than the norm. Now, in the deck, there were a couple cards that were included that I was like, I, I didn't, to me, I don't think it fit the need or fit the theme or it, it made no sense. And one of them, you're going to go, Dwight, but that's a commander staple. I'll explain to you why when I get there. It's the last card I'm going to talk about in in this section. The cards I don't understand why they included was Stormherd. I'm building horses? No, I want to build spirits. Cloud Goat Ranger. Am I building sheep or goats? No, I want spirits. Certland Elementalist. Well, I'm not building a giant deck, so why the hell are you here? Get away. Gold Knight Commander. You know what? It's a good card. And if I'm building creatures, making creatures left and right, it, it gets plus, plus, plus. But it, it has no protection and it lacks creativity when it comes to attacking. Migratory Route. Okay, it's a good card, but I there's other cards that are much better. At least Miss Raven. Jesus, a four-mana flyer? Uh, no, there, there's there's much better spirits out there that we can use to put in there. You're gone. Then comes the card that I know I'm going to get grief for, and that's Windfall. Now, Windfall does nothing for this deck. It allows you to draw cards, 
but it allows your opponent to draw cards too. So what are we going to fill up our opponent's hands for? You know, that's like, like taking a poop and not washing your hands. That's kind of gross, stupid. And because none of the cards go to the exile, it doesn't help out Raynor either. Mm, no bueno. Now, the cards that I would actually end up putting in, like I said, there were four of them when it came to the foretell mechanic. The first one is Glorious Protector, Doom Scar, which is a great board wipe, and Aldrin's Epiphany. Those are good. Now, I'm gonna I haven't said one more. I only said three, right? The fourth one. I have the card here because I ended up went going to my local went to my LGS and picked it up. Which is Cosmos Charger. You heard me browbeat the hell out of this, but it only made sense in this commander set. And this is one I'm telling you that you need to add to this deck to improve it heavily so. Because Cosmos Charger is a blue, a three generic, three three creature horse spirit so we have another spirit very cool flying flash like all spirits i believe they all should have flying flash now foretelling cards from your hand cost one generic mana less and can be done on any player's turn you know how we had problems before with that uh, second line from uh, Raynor? this here solves it and then you can foretell this card for a blue and two. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. This, this is um, the synergy between these Raynor and Cosmos Charger. It works well, and I recommend you putting this in there. It's a moral imperative. If you don't have it in the Raynor deck, then I don't know what to tell you. Now, spirits, the spirit upgrades. Obviously, we got to boost up some of our boys or girls, depending on which side of the fence they're on. And that's Supreme Phantom. Drug School Calvary. I like that one a lot. I'm a big fan. Anytime a spirit comes in, you get life. And it allows you to create spirits, too. I like it a lot. Selfless Spirit. Okay, I want to save my crew. Just in case of the board wipe, like Doom Scar, anybody? Then comes a enchantment, Court of Grace. Now you're gonna go, wait, well, it's not really a spirit. I'm like, yeah, you're right, but it's an enchantment for four. It gives you the monarch, which monarch is extremely powerful. Uh power to have in commander. And the fact that every upkeep you get a spirit, and if you're the command, if you sorry, if you're the monarch, you get four four angels. How are you going to complain? You got pumpers over here that's going to pump up your spirits, or you get a four four flyer. I'm not going to complain there. Then you have Angel of the Flight Alabaster, great card. Uh I wish I had it on me, but I, I don't, so you're going to have to look out that one, and I'm sorry. The next card, I think, the next set of cards, these are your blinking cards. So, so far, we've talked about 10 cards that I suggest put them in your deck, into this deck. 
next four are blinking. Like I said, agent of treachery. Why? Because if we're going to sit there and blink, why not steal our opponent's creatures? Then we have Archaeomancer. Archaeomancer comes into play. ETB. Basically, put an instant or sorcery back onto, uh, you know, you get just, you get the instant or sorcery back. How are you going to complain about that? Dead Eye Navigator. It's a spirit. And the cool thing, it allows you to blink when it's soul bound. You soul bound one of these two things? Sounds good to me. Sounds really good to me. So, just in case, if you have to bring back your Doom Scar, you can do it. And then this is the card that I think is another moral imperative to add to your deck. And that's Vincer, the Sojourner. I actually had to look up what Sojourn means. It means a temporary stay, and then, then they just go away. That's what Sojourn means. So it, it makes sense. And if you're not sure what Vincer the Sojourner does, he's a legendary planeswalker, Vincer 3. He, has, he comes in with 3 loyalty. 3 generic mana, a white and a blue. His first line is plus two. Exile target permanent you own. Return it onto the battlefield under your control at the beginning of next end step. It blinks, and he gets plus. So if you're blinking Agent of Treachery or Archaeomancer, you know what? That doesn't seem that bad, does it? Then it has a negative one. You remove one of the loyalties. Creatures can't be blocked this turn. So it makes all your creatures unblockable. So when you got to get in there and smash your opponent for the coup de gras, that means death blow. This Planeswalker allows it for a negative one. That's really good. And then finally, removing eight loyalty counters off this individual you get an emblem whenever you cast a spell, exile target permanent. Exile target permanent. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, lands. You can take away their lands. You can take away their artifacts. You can take away their creatures. Yeah, and it exiles them. Gone. No shuffling, no moss, no more. If they have indestructible, indestructible goodbye. Venser, the Sojourner. I'm telling you, with Cosmos, Charger, moral imperative to have in your deck. Moral imperative. Now, I have four honorable mentions, things that I haven't put in my deck, but things I'm, I'm highly considering, which is scroll, a scroll rack. It allows me to exile the cards from my hand, go fishing for more in my library, hold them in my hand as if it's my hand, and then if I choose to tap... The scroll rack, and then I get the original hand off the side, comes back to my hand, and those cards get exiled. So I basically, in a sense, draw cards, tapping the thing and getting a spirit token. Yeah, I like that. Then you got uh, Moon Ring Mirror. It's a five mana cost. I was like, what the hell is this? When you draw a card, then you exile the top card of your library. Okay, 
sounds like it sucks, but as you look at the card, it allows you to manipulate your hand back and forth. Um, it's like an extreme poor man's scroll rack, extreme. Then you have anointed procession. If you're going to build this deck with tokens and use the ability of the tokens, why not create more creature tokens? Makes sense, right? The only fortunate part is it's expensive, just like scroll rack. And then you have Urion the Sky Nomad. Now, we all know you can't use this, okay, as a companion. This has to be part of your 99. And because it has that blink ability, why not take advantage of it? You got to take advantage of it. So those are my honorable mentions that I would suggest considering putting in your deck. Now, the original 14, the four, the four foretells, the six spirits, and the four blankings cards, they went into my deck. And you know what? I saw a drastic improvement. I saw a huge improvement just with 14 cards, and it played a lot better. It played a lot smoother, and the deck started playing the way that I expected this deck to originally play. Now, is there more room for improvement? Of course. Of course, there's there's always room for improvement. But hands down, I enjoyed what I did to the update, and I thought it was even more fun. I don't even know if that's a real word, but it was truly a delight. So that's my review on... What the hell is this thing called again? I, I just know it as the Venser, the Venser Commander deck, EDH. It's the Phantom Premonition. You know what? Bravo. Bravo, Wizards. Oops. There you go. Bravo, Wizards. You did a great job on this. I hope in the future you keep on making more product like this. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that it's spirits. I like the fact that it's spirits. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, it's come to this time. It's the shout-out section. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you're the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, you're going to hear your name here. In Pioneer. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I told you in the very beginning I screwed up. I'm not going to screw it up today. Pioneer on February 5th, sorry, February 8th in Azorius build went 5-0 with Claudio. That's right, Claudio. Bravo. You did a great job on February 8th going 5-0. Next, were two individuals. Two individuals, they both went with an Azorius build. 5-0, February 9th. One is Ken Sportsfan. Bravo, Ken. Good job. And another one, okay, I'm going to butcher this. I, I had to ask my wife, how do you pronounce this? Because we were both like, huh? And I'm, I think it's Gwai Ninja or Ninja. Gwai Ninja, it's G-U-A-X-I-N-I-I-N-J-A. Congratulations. That individual did a battle royale. Congratulations on your finish. All Pioneer players, thank you for proving that Spirits is tough to beat in Pioneer. Now I have to go back to Modern. All right, there are two individuals. Uh... February 12th, these two individuals went 5-0. ACG88 went 5-0 with a Bant build. 
And you know what? I like that build. I, I There's something about it. I like it. I like the eight line of the rhetoric. You'll hear me constantly say, oh, that's one card I'll always point out, big fan of. And then the other player that went 5-0 in modern February 12th is Raging Pikey. Really unique name there, Raging Pikey. Now, what's cool about this individual's deck, they put two uh, Teferi Time Ravelers and, gla- and two Glass Pool Mimics. I didn't expect that. I didn't see that coming. But you know what? Bravo. I, I like what I like what you what you do in there. It's it's something I might have to consider in the future. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, it's come to that time. Yep. Sorry to say it. We're coming to the end of the show. Well, you can don't forget you can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm. Or you can email me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. You saw what happened with Brennan. He shot me out, and I'm sending him Phantom Premonition. Who knows? I might send you out something. I may not send you out something, but I'll definitely tell you, if you send me an email or send me something, I'm going to let you know that I heard it, and I'm going to respond to it. All right? Well, remember, ladies and gentlemen, do what you got to do. Be the best. Be the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, and make sure... You have your opponent saying, that's Boo Sheet. <laughs>